What leadership is, is having a vision. Sticking with the big picture. It's all about scale. Making bold decisions. Then we build the companies that actually transform the world. Welcome to a new episode of the Manager's Table podcast, where we talk about things management and leadership with a focus on engineering managers. In this episode, we are joined by our special guest, Tara Ellis, to help us talk about engineering growth. Tara, can you help us give a brief introduction of who you are and what do you do? Okay. Uh, so as Ryan said, my name is Tara Ellis. I am an engineering manager and acquisition at Netflix. Uh, I run the partner in payment squad. So I like to tell everyone we are the money and uh, you should always strive to be the money. That's, that's a good job security for that. I feel like you need a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> no. I am the money. <laughs> I am the, we are the money. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, Jared, do you want to give a brief introduction of yourself? Yes, I'm Jared Jordan. I am the engineering manager for Netflix on content experiences. What I'd say is I bring meaning to all of our beautiful original content and help you make decisions. All right. Well, you guys have some interesting roles here. I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm a engineering manager at Netflix, uh, working very closely with Tara, but I don't deal as much with the money, I guess. So I don't have a great slogan. All right. I need to think of one. All right, bring well, people to Netflix. Bring people to Netflix. That is very true. I also bring people to Netflix, though. No, you just collect their money. I bring them and collect oh, their okay, money. Okay, there you, you go. Yeah, that's step true. Up your game. Yeah, I, I need to add something more there. I hear that acquisition and. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump in. How do we uh, help grow engineers on our teams? Like, how do each of you approach that? That's a great question. <laughs> how do how do I approach engineers? Um, I think one of the main things that seems pretty obvious, but uh, I think it's really important to try and figure out how engineers want to grow. Um, I do actually think that's a, a big part of, of the role that I play in their, in their careers. Um, and so that could be um, through a myriad of ways. Some engineers know exactly what they want to do. They have their whole path mapped out for, you know, for themselves and they're just looking to you to kind of help them execute. And some engineers um, haven't thought about it and they don't really know. They're kind of unsure. And I find those, you know, understandably are the harder ones to kind of deal with. And a technique I've basically tried to do with those engineers is instead of really kind of trying to push them to define it, I try to really listen to the things that they seem um excited by and interested in and I try to probe a lot about like oh so you just finished this project what did you like about it what didn't you like about it what you know what would you want to do more of if you had had the time and kind of like you know over time we eventually get a full picture of the kinds of things that they want to be doing so for example I have an engineer on my team now that I think it's taken probably about two years <laughs> for me to <laughs> clearly understand ah that's what motivates you that's where you want to go through a myriad of conversations we've had. And so now I'm in a better situation to kind of help him grow. It probably took time for that engineer though, too, to really come to that realization yeah, of absolutely. what they're motivated to. So yeah. I kind of like that you didn't give up either. It's like constantly asking the right questions to really understand that. Yeah, you said that you uh, it took over two years. How did you get them there? Or what, what kind of conversations did you have during mm. your one-on-ones to get them there to understand what growth meant to them? Because I'm assuming it's multidimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a great question. <laughs> I hate to say a lot of times like I kind of go off of feel, right? So I think okay, so base level I do think that a lot of times when you start these conversations, um the biggest hurdle is actually getting an engineer to trust you and that when you're asking them that, you really mean it. Right? As opposed to, 
And I think we've all worked in companies where people, oh, where do you want to grow? And there's like a lot of lip service to that, but then nothing really happens, right? So I think it takes some time to sometimes get them to like, you know, build that trust so that when you're asking that stuff that like they really realize, oh, you know, you're actually going to do it. And so um, so I think I spent a lot of time kind of trying to do that. Um, and then I think that it's it ends up coming down to, I mean, you can't press all the time, right? <laughs> like you got to kind of space that out sometimes because you got to stretch people out. Sometimes if you're just like every time you have a one-on-one, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? What do you want to You know, that's, that's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, I try to kind of have like just periodic check-ins from like myself, right? Like I'm aware of how long time has passed. Like I don't ne- necessarily make it that way for them. But so I'm like, okay, it's been maybe six weeks or it's been a quarter or what have you. And I want to kind of like go over the kinds of stuff that they've been doing. And like I said before, like just try to figure out, you know, what did you like about this thing or what do you want to do more of? Because I think a lot of times you, you just need more experience in a space to mm-hmm. figure out like, oh, this is something I'm excited by. And when something is very exciting to someone and it doesn't certainly align to the business goals or what your goals are for, for the team. Like, have you had a situation where that is and like that's the area that they're excited about or that, that they want to grow? And like, what do you do or would you tell them or like, how do you work through that situation? Yeah, that's that's great. I think there's a couple ways that you can play that. I think generally speaking, if I if I know that there's an engineer on my team that wants to do a specific thing that I don't have, I usually try to explore if there's a way that I can get them access to that. Right. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to leave my team. It could just mean that like, you know, I mean, maybe I would go to another manager. Hey, you know, how would you feel about, you know, having my engineer, uh, you know, work on your team for a quarter or work on the project or do something like that just to get some exposure to this this area? I mean, I think what's really interesting about that is sometimes people think they want to do a thing and then they do it and then they realize, oh, God, I don't want to do that at all. Um, I had yeah, someone so for who- making that massive move, <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. now like, well, we'll just tiptoe our way in there and get a chance to actually see that. So I have an engineer on my team who's mostly specialized in our TV platform and for a while really wanted to do more web stuff. And so I said, okay, sure. So I started giving him more web projects and he did like two or three. And then he's like, that was great. Thank you. I'm done. I'd like to go back to TV now. And I was like, okay, that's great. Um, so this is, you know, a little more far reaching than that. So I, I usually will try to figure out if there's a way that I can make that happen for them. I think if if you can't, you know, then I think you have to start having, you know, maybe a different kind of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to understand like, how serious a person is about that. You know, if I had a UI engineer who decided all they wanted to do was do algorithms in Java, I probably would be like, okay, let me help you find a new home, right? <laughs> because like, that is just not a thing we're ever going to be doing. Like, that's not our charter. Yeah, I've had the same where where I've done the same techniques that you have. You try to talk to the manager, create space and and where they can work on the charter that that's beneficial not only to your team but to their team and then bring the knowledge back and then you've i've had the cases where like the best thing for the company at the time was to find them a home on that team and uh because then the i may be getting a 1x multiplier effect out of that person but on that team they would get a 3 or 4x multiplier of the team so for the business it was better for me to just give up that um that that person and help them get to where they wanted to go and then go hire a person that was excited about what i was doing 
Um, and then I've also had the case where it's just like, yeah, like we just we're just not doing that. So like, like even as a company, as that a company, could be yeah. too. Company, is yeah. like because sometimes that is it too. Is I hear you, I I get that. We just can't offer that, and so it might be that you may have to go look somewhere else. Absolutely, yeah. and, and that's understandable. I, I've definitely actually had that happen um, at another company where someone wanted to work on software to hardware. Yeah. It was just like great our company's not doing that like <laughs> i wish i could give you that but it, it just is not a possibility so ultimately uh, she ended up going to work at a company that did that and it made sense it's like okay well like we couldn't we couldn't provide you that yeah you know it is interesting um kind of in a, a slightly real world example um not as drastic but you know my team the way that we work we're we're very um, like horizontally sliced. And so my team in particular, though, works across, uh, we have like two different stakeholders, partners and payments. And so there's people on my team who, um, who who definitely prefer one or the other, but for the most part, they don't want to be siloed, right? They want to be able to move between the two spaces. And I've always really tried to give them that. But our dependent teams, you know, our backend teams and stuff are not are not like that. Like they're one, there's a payments backend team, there's a partners engineering backend team, right? And so um, we sometimes get into these situations where they're like, oh, we have a project and we want to have an engineer and you have an engineer free. And I'm like, right, but I have an engineer free who, you know, either doesn't want to work on that space or I have uh, an engineer free where they'll say like, hey, let's create swim lanes. And I'm like, my my team does not work that way and does not want to work that way. And so right now it's been an easier like line to float because it hasn't hurt the business, but I could definitely see there could potentially become a point where like actually organizationally we do have to split this particular way. And I'm not sure like how that's going to play out like with the attrition of my team for the people who are pretty hardcore not wanting to be siloed. But usually when we have those sorts of things where I'm asking someone to do something they don't want to do, I try to be really explicit about Hey, like, this is why, this is the context, this is what we're, you know, Netflix as a company is getting out of this um, and why it's important that your impact, you know, that you're having here. Um, and this is not forever. You know, if it is forever, then that would, again, be a different conversation. Well, and I think that's also on you yeah. as a, the manager to kind of know that, like, it should be short-lived or else this person is probably not going to be that happy either. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious, too, is what do you expect from individuals on your team's that are wanting to grow like yeah. to me it, it's a collaboration like yeah. I don't think it's on me as a manager to say yep solely my job to make sure that you're growing sure I'm there to help but what do you expect from each of your engineers on your team absolutely I feel very similar I feel like I think the the uh, the analogy I've used is you know it's like being in an uber like they're the driver and I'm in the backseat on my phone <laughs> you know, reading credit <laughs> until someone until I I realize like you oh wait you you need to go right up here like that's that's exactly what the relationship should be like right I like, love that analogy you know you're driving the car you know what you want to do and I am here to like you know help course correct when 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 you're kind of off when I talk to candidates sometimes uh, when I when I've been interviewing it it used to be a question that I would kind of ask when well it was actually a res a follow-up question when I would get people would ask, you know, how does Netflix do growth? And so I would talk about kind of like the philosophy here and then my personal philosophy. And then I would always ask them like kind of like, what what do you expect? You know, what is your expectations about this? And oftentimes I would get people like, well, I feel like my manager's responsibility is to kind of like, you know, help me or not even help me, just basically like push my career. And I'm like, that's not 
your manager's responsibility. That is your responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I absolutely. It's your job to grow your career, your job to manage your career. Uh, however, your manager should be an advocate for you absolutely. and understand where you want yeah. to be in your space. So I yeah. agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Or to even your point earlier, Tara, when you were talking about like asking the right questions and, and starting to maybe catch where people are very passionate and, yeah. and almost like, hey, you seem really passionate in this area. Do you think you'd like to grow and do more more infrastructure work or more leadership opportunities? Who knows yeah. what it is? But maybe you help identify some of those yeah. things. But it's not your job to solely carve that path yeah. out yeah. for them and do everything for them to make sure that they're growing. Correct. I mean, I definitely think I think it's fine if you don't know where you want to go, right? You know you want to grow, but you don't quite know how or what. I mean, I've personally like feel that way in my career, right? Like I'm like, okay, I know I have this North Star that I'm trying to get to, but I don't know what that path looks like, right? But if I don't actually communicate to my boss that like, hey, these are the things I'm interested in, then he won't know what to look for for me, right? And I mean, it's not like I think, you know, my boss is out there like, going, okay, let me find something for Tara. I don't think that's what's happening. But I do think that he has visibility across the organization that I do not have, right? And so if it's like, yep. oh, hey, I realize, I remember Tara mentioned, you know, three months ago in her one-on-one that she was more interested in mobile development. Now there's like this new mobile team spinning up. Maybe I should go, you know, p talk to her about that. And so that's at, at its base level, the importance of like why you have to make sure you're communicating with your manager about the things that you're interested in, even if it doesn't mean that's what you want to do for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Connecting the dots is what we can do. I like that. Connecting the dots. I'm going to use that. Tara Ellis, connecting the dots. Boom. <laughs> Trademark? Did you just steal it from Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Trademarked JJ. <laughs> of course. So I guess like on that note is like we're talking about engineers maybe thinking about their careers and growth and trying to help their manager being able to identify where they're wanting to grow, what advice would you give to engineers to help their own growth? Yeah, I think some of the advice I, I have is because, I mean, at various times we have these conversations with our ICs, uh, I would say um, start thinking about what you do not want to do. Like you started thinking about a lot of, a lot of people say, I want to do this and do that and do that, but you've already gained a bunch of experiences and projects and you're like, ah, that's terrible. And so you can kind of hone in on things that, 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 that you aren't super excited about. And then uh, think about where you are passionate about and then start understanding if that aligns with what your team is doing. And then say like, what does it want to do? I, I really love also Nick Caldwell's like manager, um, versus leader uh kind of thing or uh his his thing manager versus tech lead or manager versus ic is like well, do you like people or do you like the tech and if you like people then let's define what that really means for you and if you like the tech let's define what that really means for you and then that can start driving our our discussions about like you know, do you want to get into overall architecture development? Do you want to start doing cross-functional teams uh, projects? Do you want to start doing um, leading projects or leading large projects? Or do you want to do um, some really hard back-end problems that we have or really hard front-end problems that we have? Um, and so I, I think it is about like honing in on what you don't want to do and some of the things that get you excited. And so that we try to fish around with those kind of conversations in our one-on-ones. I think to add to that, I would definitely... I think it's important for people to understand that growth doesn't necessarily mean title or it doesn't necessarily mean upward. Or money. 
you know, or money. Yeah, yeah I think I that's mean, a very important thing is like we always think title and money. Yeah. But I don't think that's it. I mean, I think it can be those things, yes. but I think you are equally growing if you're pushing yourself you know, outside of your comfort zone and you're taking opportunities to like grow skills that maybe you don't do very well. I mean, I've been here almost three years now and, you know, before I came in, I don't think I ever gave a public talk like, you know, other than running like sprint planning meetings or like, you know, stuff like right. that, but not in front of a large audience. You and, will be soon. You know. Okay. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Tara will be speaking at Calibrate. Yeah. <laughs> At the final calibrate, so please come show. Come get your tickets. So, but so like that was a huge growth area for me to like figure out like, oh my goodness, like how do I, how do I give a presentation? How do I talk in front of a large audience? And I think maybe the first, I think was it the all hands? Yeah, I think I your did? first time speaking like, like was at a all- hundred people. Yeah, like, it's oh a fairly God. large audience. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I still count that as like a growth experience, Absolutely. right? I grew as a leader being able to to do that, right? Even though I, my title didn't change, my role didn't change, my money didn't change, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think to me for the, to that note of the title and money thing is those things may come. Growth for me is more scope or challenges. Like I want to make sure that I am challenging myself. So if it is speaking in front of public and that's something I've never done and that's really hard for me, well, I'm going to try and do that. And maybe I still hate it, but it was like that's something I grew and was able to do and I learned. So I think to me, it's always thinking back to like, I want to be challenged. And so as an engineer, what are you being challenged with? Is it maybe a new language or it's like working on a completely different platform or leading projects or what, like Jared said, with the people management side of things. So I think it is identifying what kind of challenges or scope that you want. I think the other pieces, title and money may come along with it as a bonus. I do think that is one of the first conversations that you should have. And you should have it frequent and often though. Yeah. About like, is it money? Because if money is the motivating factor for you, and it's okay because a lot of people say like money, no money's not what I want, but like 10 minutes into the conversation or, or three weeks into the conversation it is, is like, how do I get more money? Yeah. Like, That is something that is very helpful to understand because you can calibrate about like, does this like another way to ask it, is this impactful enough to my career? Like, or do you, does Netflix value this or does my company value this? Um, Because if, if I'm doing something that my company values, then probably the money is not coming. And if that is my motivator and factor, and you told me to do this one thing, and that is not going to help me get the thing that I is most motivating to me, then there's a misalignment there. So I I don't, what I, I guess I would walk away and say is, don't shy away from having that conversation with the. So you're the, actually the, saying is that you could say that money is my motivator. I want more money. I've had ICs. How can I get more money? I literally that, said fair. to an IC today, you should be asking your manager, how can I increase my compensation? Like what, what, what skills or what impact, what, what, what do I need to do? <laughs> you know, from that, if that is important to you, then you need to ask. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> like in, in managers shouldn't shy away from asking that no. question either. Right. I think if you don't know, then that's a problem as yeah. a manager. Like <laughs> you should there. know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know. What is, what separates me from the people that are above me? Great question. You know, I had a, um, I think it was, I don't exactly know when it was like years ago, an old tech lead said to me that I should never uh, never apply for a job I'm qualified for because then you'll then I'll be bored yeah right and I'm also not growing and I can honestly say 
I've I've never had a job where I was like 100% qualified for. And like those are some of the ways with which I push myself to grow. It's like, oh, maybe I have seven out of the 10 things on here. I don't know how to do those other three things, but you know what? I can figure it out. Like I'd rather yeah. just, you know, get in there and learn and push myself. When's the um, last time you actually applied for a job? applied like physically push the button on a website no yeah See? it's probably been over a decade but, <laughs> but because i built up a network yes, that, but, yes, but my, but my point fair. but my point is that like just be you know it still holds true right like yeah. i mean someone asked me to take this job and i look at the job and i'm like oh god i don't, I don't know what happened that stuff yeah. is what sure let's go for it the let's see what happens <laughs> i know what those are <laughs> don't hate <laughs> but hey I, I think tara's got a valid point too is that i also like there is you look at the job description and there's those three bullet points yeah. that you don't have they're clear you're like oh i need to work on those things because i don't really have that yeah. it's a, kind of a nice thing because you see the path forward yeah. well or at least have an idea. You might not know how to exactly get there, but you're like, I want to be better at those things. And I always like to tell, I mean, this is more, it was more this case. I think this was easier when I was an engineer versus as, as a manager, but like, look, the hiring manager, if you need someone to do this thing out the door, like the moment they walk in, I'm probably not that person. But if you can give me 30 days, I will absolutely master that. Like yeah. that is a thing I do well, learn quickly, right? So, um, and then it's up to them, right? But I'm not going to shy away from the opportunity just because I don't have everything. Absolutely. Because half the time, people, they don't, they don't know what they want. That's a secret. <laughs> that's a secret I shouldn't be sharing with you all. They job, don't know. Job they descriptions? Yeah, they never, don't know. You, know. No, no, you need to have 15 years of Angular. And 20 and years like, of oh, it hasn't Android. Been, it hasn't been out that long. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, I've definitely seen the job descriptions like that. Yeah, React wasn't around then, so <laughs> sure. <laughs> I absolutely have 10 years of experience doing that. Yeah. Wow. So since we've also talked about how we've dealt with engineers uh, on our teams or our thoughts on helping grow engineers, what did, what's like one piece of advice before we end the episode that you would share with another manager that you were like, this is how you can help grow people on your team? Okay, I'll tell you. I think this might be controversial, but I do think historically, I think the way companies work, you know, it's it's very top down, it's very hierarchical. And you know, you're taught that you have to basically adhere to your manager's style, right? You have to figure out what they need and how they <laughs> communicate to, to be successful. And I would say um, to a manager that, look, it's not just their job. You, It is also your job. And I would argue, like, it's a big part of your job to understand what motivates your people and to put the time in to figure that out. So if you can't, you need to figure out how they communicate and like what it means when they say a thing. Because if you can't sort that out, then you're never you're never gonna be able to really get to the heart of what motivates someone to grow, if that makes sense. Kind of kind of abstract. Yeah. But I mean it's it is definitely like it just requires it's a shift. It is a shift, right? It is your responsibility, not their responsibility to sort that out. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. As a manager, I think like getting at that people aspect is yeah. like everyone's different. And so you kind of have to learn and, and want to learn like about your people on your team too. Because I think yeah. you could easily say, oh, it's my job to ask someone about growth. So I'm just going to ask it. But if you really don't care about their growth, yeah. I feel like I think Tara brought that up a little bit earlier. I think that's one piece too is like identify, do you really want to help this person grow or not? Don't necessarily force it. Does that, and also like learning what they want. Is that kind of what you're getting at? I think from the manager perspective, 
you know, like I said, I think what, I, what I'm poorly trying to say is that, you know, the mindset is like the power dynamic is opposite, right? That like you're the person in power. And so therefore you're like, well, I asked them directly, so they should just tell me. And like, that's just not always going to play itself out, right? And so as the person in the position of power, you need to, to, to bring them up to a point where they feel like they're equal and or, you know, or a peer or what have you, a way that there's a comfort level where they can actually truly give you an answer, <laughs> you know? I like how you just wrapped it back around to what you first said is it's about first building trust with the employee. I mean, that's the first thing that you said when you talked about. So, I mean, it really is about building that foundation so that person has the space to kind of talk about what they want. And then you picking up the cues and saying, hey, uh, there's this opportunity over here. If you really want to grow, like you should go do this or you should think about do this or I encourage you to do this. Don't say encourage. <laughs> Why wouldn't you say encourage, Tara? Tell me more about that. Please don't don't say encourage. <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to open a can of worms if I ask. <laughs> so I think for me to probably actually really similar along the lines of building trust, but also just being genuinely caring about the person as well on your team is like genuinely caring about how can you help get them, make them better or help with their growth, I think is really important too, is like really, truly caring. And I also think that it's uh, just using the test theory, like start testing them with different things and stretching them. Um, I think uh, even though somebody may not say they want to lead and drive cross-functional projects, if they have the opportunity, you recognize that in them, then and you believe in them. Just give them that. You don't need to talk to them about it, and then and then walk them through why you gave them that project. Push them out of their comfort zone. Nah, dog. Say, <laughs> go, go, go. Tell us. I really, I really struggle with that. Honestly, well, not it doesn't have to be. Much, it doesn't to push have... them out of their comfort zone. How come? No. My job is I to think, challenge you, think, not my job is not to push you. Well, maybe maybe that's the wrong way of putting it, but I think it's the challenging part is like there is something there to be, you yeah. weren't comfortable going out in front of the audience to speak, but you did it and it but was out of your comfort zone. I think, yeah, and, I'm okay, and that's fine, but I think that like if that person intrinsically, it's, an, it's a fine line, but if they, if they can't drive the bus themselves, then they're not growing. They're... They're rising to a challenge. They're not. They're not. They're not the one who's, who's like, picking the thing, right? Like I'm. I'm the one who's actually doing, it. and that's where I really struggle with, right? Like I, the thing is that, like, I don't want to be in a situation where you only do things because I go here you go, and then you do it and you execute. You hate it the whole time. It's not necessarily what you want or don't want, but you're doing it because I just gave it to you, right? I'm driving your bus now. That's where I'm like, no, I'm not driving your bus. You need to have some skin in the game. You need to commit to the They're still driving the Uber. You're on the back seat still, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Well, before we end the episode, I want to thank Tara for being a guest on the uh, thank podcast. You so thank much. you for coming and joining us. You I hope, guys are awesome. I hope you'll be on more episodes. <laughs> sure. I would love to. Just give me a call. Tara, where can people get in touch with oh, you? Oh, God. What's my Twitter handle? Maverick underscore mind. All right. Well, now you can all hit up Tara with all your great questions. Thank you for listening to the episode of the Manager's Table. You can find us at our website at managerstable.com. And you can find us on Twitter at managers underscore table. Jared, any last words? Nope. Have a good day. See ya.